ASL Clinic. I see that you've dialed in. Did you want to talk? So I don't hear anything. So perhaps you don't want to talk. You just want to listen. Is that true? Okay. I thought perhaps you might be interested in talking. Just wishful thinking on my side, I guess. I was sort of interested in the name ASL, if that's American Sign Language, I'd be interested in talking with you, since we are here talking about language. Okay, sure. Ah, oh, you are going to talk. <laughs> Good. Yeah, what do you have to do with ASL? Well, um, ASL, of course, is American Sign Language, and it's associated with deaf culture. Yeah, I know. Also, I've studied it um, with deaf. interpreters. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what's going on, um, I mean, ASL is an awesome language, and most of America, you know, if you go into a hospital or a lawyer's office or anything like that, then you can get an interpreter. Um, do you um, have experience with ASL? Are you asking what it means or what? Oh, no, no, I'm, 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 a ling- I'm interested in language generally, as you probably, oh, I don't know if you bothered to read what this room is about. Did you read the description of this room? No, I didn't. Ah, okay. Well, then that would explain why you're asking those. No, language is a crucial issue in in life. ASL, uh, I have a passing uh, involvement with it in that I studied it for a few months. I've studied lots of languages for a few months. I, I don't speak it or anything, but I... I was curious about it, and I came to the conclusion that probably signed languages in, in many ways are probably superior to spoken languages just simply because they, they're they capable of carrying more content. I mean, it's, I mean, language is essentially, I mean, spoken language is linear. It's, it's, it's limited to one dimension, whereas... Sign language is um, not bound by that limit. It's at least two or maybe three-dimensional. So uh, the possibilities for a signed language are way beyond what's possible on a spoken language. So I find that fascinating. Are you fluent in ASL? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm very fluent in ASL. That that is my language, a hundred percent. Really? Oh, that's um, great. And also, um, functionally, you know, with the kids, if you teach them ASL as they're developing, it's not. Let me think here. Um, it's not like signed exact English. You know, parents don't really understand what ASL is. I mean, honestly, they have no clue. No, they have well, no clue. Listen, and that's why they try to use English structure when they're signing. 
Yeah, I know that people don't people are yeah, morons right. when it comes to language. They don't have any understanding. I'm, there was a huge time delay here. Yeah, well, you uh, know, parents how, put in cochlear implants. And I'm sorry. How, how are you getting in here? Are you getting in here uh, through some sort of satellite connection or something or what? Because there's a huge time lag that's interfering with our ability to talk. Well, what it, what's going on is that I, I am a deaf male, and I'm speaking to you through a female interpreter, and that's why we have a time lag. She ah. sees me on a computer monitor, then voices for me. Oh, no, I see. Okay, that would explain it. <laughs> All right. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, you know, actually, I'm more interested in talking to the interpreter than I am in talking to the, the deaf person, <laughs> actually. Um, maybe oh, no. You should talk. She didn't call. I called. I see. Okay. But, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'd be very interested in talking with the interpreter at some other time then. I, I, I'm interested in talking to the deaf person, too, but I'm primarily interested in talking to you, the interpreter. So um, maybe we could arrange to talk sometime. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not quite sure. Well, does the deaf uh, person, what's what's his name? What? Your caller says, my name is Kelvin. My last name Kevin. is Brand, B-R-A-N-D, okay. Kelvin, K-E-L-V-I-N. Oh, Kelvin. Okay, Kelvin. Uh, well, does Kelvin, uh, Kelvin, do you have any questions uh, for me then? Um, well, I'm a little bit curious about, um, what's that called? Um, um, you know, there to let you know that there is a, a lot of ASL and, and a lot of interpreters being used, and curious about your familiarity, and also, um, you know, I'm basically doing a conference call through an interpreter here, and yeah. um, there's a lot of, you know, conference calls that I call through interpreters, of course, um, you know, like meetings with the government, and then sometimes I have to take an interpreter physically. Um, are you familiar with the ADA, Americans with Disabilities Act? No, I'm not. Hmm. Well, let me give you a little bit of, of, of information. The Americans with Disabilities Act, you know, um, which is called the ADA, gives us access to everything that a hearing person would have access to. And the government passed it, you know, in the 1970s. And that law was passed because there were so many deaf people and other disabled people complaining because it was impossible to access anything like, say, television or movies or anything because it was all designed for hearing people and there was no way for us to access that. The government passed a law first requiring closed captioning on television programs, which was extremely successful. And so now we have the same kind of access that you do. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I knew about that generally. I mean, I understand that. I I'm more interested in the technical aspects of linguistics. The cultural stuff is 
not of much interest to me. I understand that uh, obviously there are severe limitations uh, not being able to hear. Um, yeah, but like I said, that I'm more interested in the language side, the linguistic side of it. So uh, it would be helpful perhaps if you read uh, the description to this room uh, because I described quite clearly. Would you like me to read it for you or would it be better to have your interpreter uh, re you know, interpret oh, no, it directly? Right yeah. Okay, let me... Yeah, if you could go ahead and do that, then the interpreter could interpret it for me and that would be great. <laughs> this is so weird hearing you talk in the third person <laughs> like this, as though I'm not talking to two people, but I am talking to two people. Although I I know your job is to make it appear as though I'm only talking to one. Uh, but we'll get through this. Okay, I'm going to read now. Um, mm -hmm. The title of this the title of this room is Gendo, a way of language. Um, and it says, eliminating linguistic obstacles to waking up from the age-old trance humans call reality. You have been hypnotized, hijacked by your own language machine. You believe that the voice in your head, or in your hands in this case, um, is who or what you really are, your so-called self. You live in the illusion that you actually know what reality really is. You don't. I don't. Nobody knows. It's time to wake up. And then I go on to say, this is not talk radio, and I'm not here to entertain you. Actually, it's just the opposite. I'm here to be entertained by you, and I'm entertained by a good conversation with someone who is interested in the subject of language and its impact on every aspect of human behavior. So that's uh, what I wrote, and that's what I'm here to do, to have a conversation about the nature of language and how it impacts our lives. Hmm. Well, um... If you wouldn't mind, I would like to ask you a question. Um, most people, in regards to linguistics, have a certain amount of skill, um, you know, for the business of languages. I mean, like insurance companies use language. I mean, everybody uses language. Lawyers use language. I mean, you can't read print without language. You can't sign anything you know, if you don't understand what it said in the first place. So it does, you know, that causes you know, dependency on language and um, in some cases frustrations and limitations. So you can't even buy anything without knowing what language is. Yeah, language uh, is the fundamental human ability. Without language, we'd be nothing but uh, another monkey. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. Wow. Well, yeah. I, well, it's not funny. It's just absolutely true. That's what distinguishes. And it's not just language. Monkeys have language that's primitive compared to the human. But I'd go further and to say it's written language. It's the ability to store information outside of our nervous systems that makes humans and civilization possible. 
It wasn't until writing began that civilization began. Prior to that, we were hunter-gatherers. We lived just like monkeys. Mm, good point, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I guess when monkeys started learning language, <laughs> that's when things started to change. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, and language goes back much further than, than just written language. Obviously, written language is very late. That's only maybe 6,000 years old at the, at the oldest. But language, spoken language, and signed language, too, because people have always used the eyeball to get information. Uh, so uh, some limited sign languages have always existed, and that goes back probably millions of years. Nobody really knows about the the origins of language, actually. It's a very hotly debated issue. Well, that's true. That's true. You know, when you um, take a look at the English language, for example, and um, in Britain, and then the English language here in America, and you try to compare those, you know, they're different. I mean, American English you know, um, has a lot of science, history, humanities, and development involved in it, you know, when it changed from British spoken English to American spoken English. I mean, you know, when you go to London, (laughs) it's a whole different thing. But you can see, you know, that both languages have developed and become very successful. Um. Well, yeah, they're not that different. I mean, they're only different. I mean, obviously, they have some different phrases and different words in England, and the pronunciation is quite different. But underlying that, the syntax and everything, they're almost identical. But they sound quite different. I have trouble understanding people. some people from some areas of England. I find it very difficult to understand them at all. I'm curious, uh, do you, uh, how, how, have you been, were you born deaf or did you lose your hearing? Oh, oh yeah. Well, um, I was born hearing and, And you know, I became deaf because, um, I fell down the stairs and I was six years old, I believe it was, um, you know, and I was in a public school, and uh, after that fall, my hearing declined incredibly, and I started, you know, obviously not understanding what people were saying. Um, and so, let's see, I started learning sign language at about that same age when I started getting some exposure to ASL, and um, that helped me understand. Of course, if, you know, I wasn't doing very well in a hearing public school at that point. So when I found deaf people and the variety of deaf people and signed language, I mean, it really opened up the world to me. And, yeah. um, you know, it's like, you know how hearing people have dialects like the southerners talk really slow and oh, then yeah, the people from the, the north, yeah. you know, and they tend to talk 100 miles an hour and, you know, can hardly even breathe. So... 
that's the same with sign language. And I met a lot of deaf people with a wide variety, you know, of abilities in their sign yeah. languages and different styles. Yeah. And yeah. also, um, you know, Gallaudet University, are you familiar with Gallaudet University? A very famous yeah, I'm um, familiar with it. deaf yeah. school. Okay. Okay. Well, um, you know, you can get some more information there. You know, if you talk to the people at Gallaudet, they can pass on a lot of information oh, yeah. for you. I know. No, I'm not looking for any particular information. It's just that when I run into somebody uh, who's... Like I say, I actually, for me, it would be more interesting to talk to the translator than to you uh, because she's, um, well, she's approached this from a, from a perspective that's probably more useful to me. Again, I'm not here to help you. I'm here to help myself. <laughs> I'm here for my own enlightenment. And, um, um, well, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> well, that's okay. Um, you know, I I can let the interpreter explain. Um, she works with LifeLinks Video Relay, um, which is a company that has a wide variety of locations in the U.S. with a lot of interpreters, you know, that work with them. I mean, before there was no video relay, you know, and you had to use that TTY, remember, where you had to type to a deaf person with yeah. the whole G-A-S-K, you know, so oh, you my guys gosh, are, that was such you a guys struggle. Are in you guys are in different locations, hooked up by video. Oh, we're not in the same place at all, exactly. Yeah, right, yeah, okay. Yeah, we're hooked um, up by is video. It, is, it, is it possible that I could join the video? Um, I think you could. You could use I it. If, I don't know why you. I could mean, I use have it. a camera. Well, I I don't know. I'm just thinking right now. If I could see you guys, that might be kind of interesting. But I I don't have any idea how I would hook into that. Uh, it would just you know it just struck me as I, I usually don't even like video. You know I mean I, if I had video here in in uh, talk show I wouldn't use it. I just want to exchange ideas and being able to see people just gets in the way of that. I, all I want to do is get their ideas and almost in fact this is the first time I've ever talked to a deaf person. So, I mean, this has never been an issue for me before. Now, all of a sudden, I can see it might be useful uh, if I could see you guys and if you could see me. Hmm. Yeah. Um, you would have to use a webcam. Um, uh, I have one. I but have a, how you would connect line. to this particular conversation with the interpreter... I'm not sure. Um, somehow you would have to be able to video connect with the interpreter, and I don't know right now how you would do that. Um, well, maybe the I would interpreter knows how to do to go that. ahead and make an effort to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not a business thing for me. It's, uh, it's part of my research. And, again, I'm here. I'm a researcher in linguistics and uh, doing work in basically – well, I'm debugging English. That's my job, what I do. Uh, I don't have anything to sell at this point. So, 
um, anyway, if it's not possible, actually, I guess the the interpreter would know or not know how I could do this, but the interpreter has chosen not to speak. <laughs> Well, that is her job, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is very strange <laughs> to be talking to somebody and not, but not the one I'm actually talking to. Um, hold on, just one moment. I actually have to switch interpreters, and so um. This call is going to switch to a different voice, but you'll still have me on the screen, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> Just one moment while we while we process this switch. Okay. I wanted to get my interpreter number before I switched her away or she switched away. Yeah. Just a second. All right, let's see. Hold on just one second. Okay, just one moment. We're switching now. Okay. Hello. Hi, this is Interpreter 505 with LifeLinks Video Relay Service. Hello, 505. <laughs> so, yes. Um, you know, actually, it's, it's it's really time for me to end this call anyway. Um, I'm, I've run over my my usual time. This was a, a really interesting new experience for me, Kelvin. And um, perhaps you could call back another time. I'm here. Well, you can see my schedule. Uh, oh, definitely, I'll definitely have to give you a call back. Yeah, it, it would be. Is it G E N D O? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, if, okay. if you do a search for Gendo, G E N D O, that'll give you my schedule. Uh, that uh, a little room, a page will pop up that has my scheduled uh, calls in it. Definitely, you know? I'll have to do that. Yeah, I'd I'd like to to go further with this. I was a little confused <laughs> when we got started here about what was going on. So um, <laughs> yeah, it can be a little bit look- confusing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, perhaps um, I won't be here tomorrow, but the day after. Actually, I'm here every day except for Tuesday and Thursday. And I'm here between 3 and 5 California time, uh, every day except Tuesday and Thursday. So you're welcome to come back anytime. Um, but you, you need to learn how to ask for the microphone. If I mean, I usually, when I see somebody dialed in, if they're not asking for the microphone, I usually don't turn their mic on. I was, uh, well, I was just out of... Is it 
Right? That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And if you want to, if you want to speak, then you have to hit star eight, I believe it is. I'm not quite sure how you're getting in here. I guess you're getting in here. Well, I guess that's up to the the interpreter how you're getting into this room. Uh, who am I connected yeah, to correct. directly? I'm, I'm I'm connected to the interpreter, and the interpreter is connected to you. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. Okay. So then, then what's important is the interpreter needs to ask for the microphone if you want to talk. And and the and a question for the interpreter: um, How are you getting in here? Are you getting in here just dialing in on a landline, or how did you get here? The interpreter dials in. Okay, that's seven uh, two four number. Or um, whatever. Uh, yeah, seven two four four four. Yeah, all those fours. Yeah. Okay, so you just dial yeah. that number. And, <laughs> exactly. And you're all doing fours that, is what I just saw. Right. And you're doing that um, with a phone or or with uh, some voice over internet thing or what? Um, it's a video relay. Um, we're going through a company called LifeLinks, so it's not the uh-huh. actual telephone. Okay, well, anyway, in order to ask for the microphone, I'm not quite sure how you do it, but uh, on my end here, I don't see, um, what am I trying to say, in my interface, I, I see lots of people maybe called in, but they have to ask for the microphone before I turn on a mic. So uh, if you want to speak, then you have to ask for the microphone. That'll show me that you're, you're requesting to speak. So, um, or but I noticed also that you don't have a you're not in here with text. You you don't have access to any of the text. You can't you can't text me. Is that correct? No, nope, I can't text. Mm-mm. Okay, not an yeah, yeah, that's a, a a severe limitation in this medium. Uh, text and voice go well together. Uh, but in any case, if you want to speak. You'll have to, I think, I believe, I'm not sure, but I think it's star eight. In fact, if you do that right now, if you if you hit star eight, I think it'll show up over here as start is asking for the mic. Would you do you that? Go ahead and hit yep. star eight. Yep. Yeah, let's test it. Actually, I think I have to mute. Listen, I'm going to mute. Okay, yeah, that's it. That worked. Okay, good. Right. Yes, thank you. Okay, so in, in TalkShoe, that's standard uh, standard way to ask for the microphone. Otherwise, I don't know if you want to talk or not. You might just want to listen. So, um, so that's that's that. And and I need to, I need to be leaving now, so I'm going to end this call. But uh, in the future, uh, you're you're both welcome, Kelvin. You and your interpreter are welcome to show up here. <laughs> That's funny. What I'm most interested in, really, is is the differences between ASL and spoken English. And and you're in a unique position. You were six when you lost your hearing. So you already had developed a pretty good sense of English by that age. So you might, I'd like you to reflect on those, on that period. And uh, and be prepared to maybe ask some questions or give me some of your own observations about 
in fact, how ASL is superior to spoken English, because I think it probably is in many ways. And I'd be real interested in, uh, in your insights into that. For instance, jokes. I suspect that jokes, the kinds of jokes that you can come up with in ASL are so different than what can be done with merely spoken language. So um, anyway, I look forward to You're our talk. You're correct on that time. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I have well, to then, do some ASL storytelling, too. Well, uh, like I say, I, the whole subject is fascinating to me. I did study ASL for a couple of months, but, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I can't do anything with it. I just, I'm, I'm curious about many languages. I've studied lots of languages for several months each, so I could get some idea about how they function. And uh, like I say, what I learned about ASL was that I think probably it's it, it may be superior to spoken language in many ways. But but so anyway, I'd be interested in your thoughts on that next time. So anyway, that's it for today. Okay, yeah, Thank I'll you. talk to you later. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks, Kelvin. Have a good day or night or whatever it is, wherever you are. Bye. Find 